Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Two lime squeeze because I'm an adult. Yeah, many the, big, the big rock, the nice square one or the round ball, the tequila and two limes. Yeah. That's it. I don't need no other sugar, none I'm of that. I'm good, yeah. I'm straight. By the time I get to my second one, the eyes start to get real tight. I'm just like, hey, what's up, Alan? Everything's good. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's good. You get that vibe, and now we're Vacation. back at work. And you blink, uh, you blink those those eyes, and then the next thing you know, here we are back at work all of a sudden, and you need a little you bit of a wake-up call disappointed. Why am I disappointed? I get to hang out with you again. Well, I'm saying you sound disappointed that we're back at work. No, I just mean vacation tends to go fast, even though everybody else yeah, is like, you. you guys have been gone forever. I'm like, it didn't feel like forever. It felt, like it felt pretty fast. It felt pretty long to me. Did it? Yeah, it felt long. So you're good now, so you don't need to take any more vacation then. It felt long. So I come in, <laughs> get a couple more weeks in. And then you go back And again. then when football season starts, I'm ready to go. Well, I'm ready to go. To I, everyone's joy and excitement, I am here for the duration. Uh, Could have extended it if the damn producer didn't call me. Could have mm. got an extra hour in. Could have done Han Solo for four hours. You would have loved that, wouldn't What's you? Han Solo? That's my show. Oh. When I'm by myself. I thought that was the Star Wars guy. It was. Okay. It's a playoff of that. Thanks for thanks. Womp, for, womp, womp. Yeah, thanks for playing along. Uh, speaking of womp, womp, uh, your nephew had a tweet today. What else is new? Michael Thomas, for those who don't know, for the Saints, the talented wide receiver. Is Keyshawn's now. nephew? Yes. Recovering from, is it ankle surgery? Uh, yes. Ankle surgery, yeah. right? Recovering from that. Tweets out this morning at 6.32 a.m., so first half hour of our show, probably watching, just hanging out. Waking up to go get treatment. Yeah, going to grind. Most likely. That's right, getting ready. He decided to post this. They tried to damage your reputation. You saved theirs by not telling your side of the story. (laughs) Can you uh, explain? I I can't explain, but I I can try to explain. Okay. I would think that he is saying that he did everything when he was hurt last year to grind it out and continue to perform at whatever level he could right. to help his team win. For whatever reason, they're saying things about him now that is not factually true. I can only read between the lines. I haven't spoke to him about that tweet at all. I can only try and read between the lines. I tend mm-hmm. to – lean toward professional athletes when they say these sort of things opposed to the media in the front office. Cause I certainly know how things go with athletes in front office people. Well, what, what, so he sounds like he's unhappy with the organization. No, it doesn't sound like he's unhappy with them to me. It sounds like he doesn't like the fact that because he Does didn't he not think do, that they're they're protecting him from criticism right now because he got the surgery so late that he's going to no. Miss I think I think when you think about it, for me, it's I'm, I'm looking at it and saying to myself that whoever it is trying to put out there that he got it late and they're unhappy with it mm-hmm. when they knew the entire time what the situation was, rather than just say we knew he wasn't getting the surgery or we knew that he was getting it late and he might miss some time. Rather than say that, they're making it seem like he's defiant and going against what their recommendation was. That's what it sounds like to me without me really even knowing. I just kind of know how organizations are. They got their little feelers and their people out there, and they say things to save their own butts and make the player look a certain way in the media. That's just the way I've always seen it. I've lived it myself. 
and people run with it. Of course. They run with it, and, and if you don't defend yourself, that would be the narrative that is set by them about you. I haven't heard the team, though, say anything publicly in frustration about him. Um, Sean, Sean, Sean said that he wasn't happy with it. It's certainly little tidbits. It was, it was you know, it. not happy. I wish he'd have did it a different time. Things like that. But that doesn't mean because they don't say it publicly, they're not going behind closed doors mm-hmm. and saying it privately to people that will put it out there for them publicly. That does happen. I Absolutely that. it That's happens. one of those conversations where it's like, listen, uh, if you're going to write about Michael Thomas, you know, you should keep in mind this happened. Yeah. Like, they'll do that, and therefore there's nothing on the record. There's nobody saying anything, but you as a reporter are like, oh, clearly they're not happy with this guy, so let me write it in that way. Yeah. And that can come out certainly that way. Now, look. You can't please everybody, man. But he's critically important to this team. I mean, yeah. clearly, and especially in their their search now, who's going to be their quarterback after Drew Brees. It's important. And so let's play a little game going around the league because we know the quarterback stories are always the biggest ones in training camp, and the Saints certainly lead the way in a game called QB or not QB. Shall we begin, then, in Nolens, as they say? Okay, we will. So it is Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and this is one of those, I don't know if it's a competition, a battle, whatever it is, I can't quite understand why it's won when Taysom Hill already has a role and it's a valuable one in their offense, and to make him the QB1 kind of changes that, takes that 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 weapon away from your offense. Jameis Winston key to me is the QB because if he's not, then he probably played really bad. So in this competition, is it QB or not QB? Four. Jameis Winston. Oh, is it, is it Q- a competition QB. or not? No, QB. Jameis Winston is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints on opening day. I think we, right now, though, you want to make sure that Jameis' head is on correctly. And he's willing to do the little things to become the starting quarterback and replace the Drew Brees. And he could hold off Taysom Hill. Why would you just want to hand something to a guy? You want him to earn it. And I think Jameis has grown. He's matured since coming from Tampa Bay over to New Orleans. The Saints see it. They like it. They feel good about the situation. And they got Taysom Hill just in case. And Taysom Hill could still play that role as that Swiss Army knife that he was over the last couple of years for the Saints. All right. Uh, like I said, if he doesn't win the job, then he played really poorly, and that would be a major concern. Let's go to the Bay Area. San Francisco 49ers. So you have Jimmy G, the incumbent, the veteran. The guy has led them to a Super Bowl already, coming back from injury. And then you have Trey Lance, the quarterback they traded up for, the rookie that already has Kyle Shanahan excited. In fact, so excited, he says Trey Lance going to play. Trey's going to play for us this year. I mean, whether it's – and I know you guys are running into Twitter on that, but, like, <laughs> I mean, that situationally he's going to get plays. Like, that doesn't mean that he's going to go be a starter or anything. He's going to get plays, and you got to prepare him for that every way possible. So QB or not QB, Key? Does Jimmy G end up on another team this season? Jimmy G, not QB for me. I think when you start to hear coaches 
talk about players like Trey Lance that they drafted, moved up to get. They didn't move up to get no damn Mac Jones. They moved up <laughs> to get Trey Lance. And you certainly can see or hear in Kyle Shanahan's voice that he wants to put Trey Lance on the field. Now, it's up to Trey Lance when he gets on the field in preseason to show that he's capable of becoming a full-time starter for the 49ers because two years removed from the Super Bowl, Jimmy G is. Now, if I'm a team out there who desperately needs a quarterback, like the Denver Broncos, for instance, now I'm, I'm going to figure out how to pick up the phone and just sniff it out and see what I can do to maybe pry a guy like Jimmy G away from the 49ers because clearly – you're ready to move on from him because you flirted with Tom Brady a year ago. Mm-hmm. You inquired about Aaron Rodgers yep. this year. You certainly wanted to take a look at Matthew Stafford. And now, all of a sudden, you're talking about Trey Lance. So that's four quarterbacks <laughs> since the Super Bowl that you've inquired about. So now, maybe you can go get a first-round pick from somebody who is in desperate need of a quarterback. It's great. The way you laid that out is almost like a friend should look at Jimmy G going, Hey, Jimmy, take a hint. <laughs> They're just not that into you, clearly. So maybe a landing spot for Jimmy G could be where we go next, mile high. Denver Broncos. See, right now you have Drew Locke and you have Teddy Bridgewater, who they acquired from Carolina, going head-to-head, and all the reports are through the early part of training camp that Drew Locke has a familiarity with the receivers already, obviously, uh, that he has looked good. But Teddy Bridgewater is there. We know what he is. And these two right now, it looks like, are neck and neck for the job. So QB or not QB, neither one of them is going to end the season as a starting quarterback. I would say not QB. I think when, when this all ends, the Denver Broncos are going to do themselves a disservice because they're going to go through a quarterback carousel if they don't land a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo or Deshaun Watson. What, what should they offer for Jimmy G? If it's me? Yeah. I'm giving up a first-round pick because I'm going to get fired anyway. First-round pick. If I'm the coach, I'm like, man, give them our one. That one is either going to be high because we won a Super Bowl or low because we bad. You should have used your first-round pick to get a quarterback this year. They punted on the draft because everybody thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. Young quarterback can't help me right now. Young guy can't help me right now today. I got really good team. The the Niners, you would say, would be a Super Bowl contender, wouldn't you, with their defense and what they have? And they think opposite of a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but I'm not in the the division. I'm not in the division with Patrick Mahomes either. That's a good point. So, you you know, or Justin Herbert. I mean, the Niners are in a pretty tough division. They they are in a tough division, and and we don't know what the Niners are going to be. We think that they could potentially be a Super Bowl caliber team. But if you look at – Kyle Shanahan's record outside of that Super Bowl run, it ain't glaring. Yeah. It ain't good, man. Yeah. I think he's been there five years. Yep. And so four of those five years has with been injuries, like, though, With injuries, I though. You got to admit, they they, had, they've had a lot of yeah, injuries. But even when they were healthy outside of that Super Bowl year, it's kind of like, eh. Okay. So you just, you know, but if I'm Denver, I'll give up a late first rounder because. In this day and age, if you can get a guy like Jimmy G who's played in that type of environment in Foxborough, the, the snow, the cold weather, you're, you're going good. The offense, not, big of, not much of a change from Kyle Shanahan's system in Denver. I mean, you kind of – because you're not going – I don't think you can get Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know what that is. That's, that's just kind of It's there. all muddy, yeah. so you don't really know. Yeah. Why not? He's better than the other two. Well, we know the receivers want Deshaun Watson. That's already been said earlier uh, this offseason. Speaking of Foxborough, let's head that direction. New England Patriots. Cam Newton, Mac Jones. 
Cam Newton is the guy that is the quarterback. He is the starter. That's what Bill Belichick has said, yet no one wants to believe it. And then we look at we look at reps in training camp. And Mac Jones, two to one, getting more reps than Cam Newton. QB or not QB, this is a story. Not QB for Mac Jones this year in the future. Yeah, he's a he's a potential future for the New England Patriots at quarterback. Not this year, though. Cam Newton's going to be the starter. Bill Belichick said it. And this whole two-to-one ratio in terms well, of why, – right, Explain why he's getting more reps then. Why? Why, if he's not going to play, is he getting all the work? He needs the damn work. <laughs> he just came from Alabama. He's a rookie. He's number 50. They're trying to get him to understand how to be a professional quarterback just in case something happens to Cam Newton. Cam Newton plays a physical style. He could potentially have a little boo-boo here or there. You want your quarterbacks to all be ready. Think about how many times guys that came to teams took reps out of my hands. Two and three to one. Explain it. Good. Because I'm going to start. I don't need to learn how to run that same route over and over and over and over again that I've mastered. Like When I was in Tampa Bay, I played the X position. Keenan McCardell played the Z. Keenan McCardell might run a stop route on the outside or a corner stop on the outside. I wasn't good at running it. I might get 10-to-1 reps over Keenan on that particular play. I was never going to run it in the damn game. But just in case something happened to Keenan and Joe Jervicious, now you can move me to from the X to the Z to the Y position, and we can just move me around to the zebra. And it happened when we played the Minnesota Vikings – Joe got hurt, Keenan got hurt, and somebody – it was like practice squad receivers and me. I had to play all four receiver spots and run their routes and do everything. You got to be prepared. And you were prepared for it. Oh, my God, I was prepared for it. Look mm-hmm. at the numbers. <laughs> Knew you'd throw that in there. It is interesting to see that, though. They have four quarterbacks in camp, and it's Mac Jones getting a lot of the work, and people are, are, are but, reading the tea leaves but thinking I bet you, that means Mac Jones is going to play. But I That's bet all you, I'm buddy, saying with that. I bet you, buddy, if – if we really break down the reps that's being taken by different players on the team, there's guys that won't even sniff the grass, get more reps than guys who are going to wind up being the okay. starter. I mean, that's why we're playing. I promise that's you. That's why we're playing this game. All right. But now we go to what's going to be the most compelling quarterback story in the league, and that is Chicago. Chicago Bears. The Windy City, where Andy Dalton, speaking of QB1, was anointed as such on social media when they signed him for $10 million. And then they traded up in the draft to get Justin Fields, an aggressive move that had a lot of people excited in Chicago. Key said this a long time ago. He said, you know how you'll know who should start? When the vets come over to the coach and they say, that guy, that guy's legit. That guy can play. They'll let you know. Sometimes they say it to a coach, and sometimes they say it to the media. All right, so that means Jimmy Graham, who's the veteran tight end in Chicago, Listen to the way he talks to the media about Justin Fields and the comparison he makes. Man, I love the kid. You know, he uh, uh, you know he sits beside me in the locker room, and and um, man, he wants to be good. You know, and he wants to be great. Man, he puts in the work. You know, his uh, the guy really, you know, really, really can throw the ball. You know, that's been impressive to see his arm strength, the ability to, you know, to make plays. Um, while you're running, I think, you know, he's going to have, um, you know, it's, it, it's been impressive to see him so young, so focused, um, you know, and I can tell, you know, it, it definitely reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. 
Russell Wilson. Now, remember, the Bears tried to trade for Russell Wilson. Keep that in mind. And listening to a veteran talk about Justin Fields the way he did, Key, is this exactly what you were trying to tell us? The vets will let us know who they, who they believe should be the guy. And, 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 and that is true. When you look at veteran players that have some cachet and some umph with the team, that's Jimmy Graham on the offensive side. Khalil Mack and those guys have yet to say anything publicly as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start to – that noise starts to get louder and they start talking about the ability to run and get out of harm's way and all of those little things, that just goes to show you that they are not necessarily fascinated with Justin Fields, but they understand that he can help them win football games now and not later. And Andy Dalton not necessarily can't, but they would rather have Justin Fields at quarterback without saying he should be the starter. He, they're, they're not saying it that way. They're just, you know, basically giving him, as an they endorsement. like to say, an endorsement. Mm-hmm. And so as that starts to get a little louder, people start to take notice. Now, it's up to Justin Fields in these preseason games, the wow factor. Now, you, now all of a sudden, when you have a 60-yard laser for a touchdown or you have a 30-yard scramble that looked like a sack, now all of a sudden it's like – Come on, man. What y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Y'all sitting around playing around trying to appease the front office. You better play this damn dude. Right. And now that noise gets louder and that pressure becomes more for, for Matt Nagy and the offensive staff to figure out how to get Justin Fields on the field opposed to what Kyle Shanahan said. Kyle Shanahan said he's going to play. If you're pacing Nagy, you want him to jump off the page in preseason because it makes you look good. right? It makes you look better. Now, the safe way to go is you go with Andy Dalton. Because it's the vet, and it's easier to take the vet and move him aside and go with the young guy than it is to have the young guy play and maybe look like he's just not ready yet and have to sit him and put the vet in where it's, it yeah. feels like a demotion. Well, you, yeah, you don't want to do that. But you're not gonna, you can't waste too many games messing around with Andy Dalton. Now, Andy Dalton is a capable player, in my opinion. I don't look at last year uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Banged up, I, I just, banged up Cowboys. I don't team, look yeah. at it and be like, oh, he can't play football anymore. I look at where he was at in Cincinnati when he was considered the red rifle and mm-hmm. all the other stuff as a capable player that can get some things done. I, I do believe in Chicago he can. But how long are you willing to wait right. until he takes the next step to get you there? You know, if it's that two and two hovering around and now all of a sudden you three and two but you should be 5-0. and oh, He made a few mistakes that cost you a couple games. Is it that when you go? Or, or is it, I'm 1-4, now I just got to go. I'm, I've lost the season. That, like, you got to make that determination as a front office and a coaching staff when you put in that draft pick. It's interesting, though, that so many guys, like we've talked about each quarterback that was drafted. And, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to start, even though Urban Meyer – We'll, yeah, I would won't think, name him the starter. I mean, unless Urban Meyer he's unless, going to start. Unless Urban Meyer and they look at their team and they go, nah, let's just they we're so bad, why put him out there to be beat up? They they may look at it oh, from that Well, oh, teams you mean are like preserve that. him, save him. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Gardner Minshew becomes the uh, sacrificial a lot, lamb. A lot of teams in the past draft guys high and they just sit him for a year, to, to two oh, years, you know, just sit it. Just sit tight and let's see. I know he's the number one overall pick, but Jacksonville may look bad, so bad to the coaching staff that they don't want to put him out there. That would be interesting to get banged up. And you never say that publicly, right? No. How? I mean, how, that's interesting. You brought that up. 
because as I mentioned, again, you know, Trey Lance, we already talked about him. Justin Fields, we already talked about him, like the quarterback. Mac Jones, who went later uh, to the Patriots, they are trying to at least get him a, a, to get him to enough experience so he can be a backup. Zach Wilson is going to be the guy for the Jets. They don't have anybody else. As bad as he looked in their scrimmage, he has to be the guy. But the Trevor Lawrence thing is interesting because what you just said. Imagine that. If you're Urban Meyer and the coaching staff and you look at your group and you go, this kid's going to be running for his life. I don't want to do this to him. That, I don't want to damage be, him. But you can't case. say that publicly, right? No. So, so it would look like Trevor Lawrence isn't ready or isn't good enough when no, that's not really you the can, case. You can, you can weave your way around it. How? You can, you can play uh, Garner Minshew the first three or four, five, six, seven games because you know you're not going six, anywhere. seven games? You know you're not going anywhere. You're, you're, you're just not. But, like but that becomes opening, the cry from your fan base. But you're opening we just up against went the Colts. But think about it. You're opening up against the Colts and the 49ers. You got the Rams in week four. You got the Titans in week five. I mean, like you just. Well, you got just, the Texans and the Broncos to open. Oh, yeah. I'm looking yeah, at yeah. the other that's side. Fine. Yeah, you got the Texans. You got the Texans and the Broncos to open yeah, up. The Texans, the, that's a – I mean, that's fairly – Yeah, that's a cakewalk. It should be, game. right? It's winnable. But, but the Broncos game. defense, you got the Cardinals D. Yep. So, it's like you may just want to bring it along slow if you're a staff and you're looking at it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You just – you may just decide. Eh, I told you, I find that compelling. I find that compelling, though, just to think about it. It's what it's, a jet. Let me ask you this: It's not crazy were, to were do the, it. Were the Jaguars a okay team last year? No, exactly. They were terrible. So, do you think that they've got significantly better no. from okay? I'm just saying, I never thought of it that way, the way you described it. But how delicate that would be to handle as a franchise. To say, we're not good enough. Like, I don't want to get this kid in. I don't want to get him hurt. I don't want to get him whether he starts seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold. Like, think about the Sam Darnold experience. I don't want that it's here a, in, it's in like, Jacksonville. It's like we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks go to bad teams and get thrown in. Yeah. And you've never heard never from heard him again. Never heard from him again. That's a, you can go to Carr and the Texans. You just hope he's good you enough to You can go to Joey Harrington's Ooh, and of the world. At, at Detroit, I mean, you just you just you made never, all Lions fans just, just shudder, cringe right now by the Joey Harrington. But name. think about it, though. But but they wasn't saying that about him when you drafted him. Well, look, Peyton had Peyton Manning. Man, had Peyton a rough, got beat up. Yeah, he got a rough but it rookie changed season because they figured but out he got better. They figured out in in Bill Polian, Hall of Famer Bill Polian. Yes. Figured, if Bill Polian wasn't there, we might not even know it's who Peyton Manning is right now. Absolutely true. <laughs> Look, and speaking of Peyton, he talked about his father when he went into the Hall of Fame last night. Now his dad is going to tell us what that meant to him. That's coming up next. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance August. Join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So Archie Manning coming up next after Key has this from Indeed. Finding the perfect hire can feel like searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes. Indeed makes hires fast and simple with 100 35 skill tests to help candidates prove they have the experience your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site, which is probably why Indeed delivers four times more hires than other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. To learn more about finding your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. What a privilege to be inducted into this brotherhood, the Pro Football Hall of Fame with all of you. Football carved out a place for my favorite quarterback, my hero, my role model, my dad, Archie Manning, to pass on something he loved to me. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hall of Fame weekend and... Of all the big names and the great speeches that we heard over the weekend, Peyton Manning certainly was one that was entertaining. It was emotional. It was certainly a lot of things, and, and he was a name we just expected to be there eventually when it was time. And, be, and with him there was his dad, Archie Manning, and we are pleased to have him join us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Archie, good morning. Thanks again for giving us a few minutes here. What was that like to see your son inducted into the Football Hall of Fame? Well, th- thanks, guys, for having me this morning. It, that, that was a thrill. I I was really honored um, that Peyton invited me to do that. I, I, and I think a lot of all that was, you know, he, he had to do that. He didn't, you know. The, Keyshawn, you know it. There were other people in Peyton's journey to football that <laughs> meant, a, meant a lot to him. Uh, you know, especially in pro football, you start with the Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts. There's there's not a more generous uh, owner around, or one that's been better to a player than he's been to Peyton. Bill Polian, a Hall of Famer himself, who unfortunately couldn't be there, had an, had an accident. Uh, drafted Peyton and put that put that Colts team together during during the team of the decade back back start in the in the 2000s, and then Tony Dungy. Um, who really solidified things there and got got that bunch going. It meant so much to Peyton. Uh, Tony had a great impact um, on Peyton. I, I think you know personally and just in in, in leadership uh, traits and, and so many things. So not to be long winded here, um, uh, there there were other people that could have been do, doing that. So I, I appreciate him inviting me. It was a it was a real thrill and have all our family there to to see that. It was it was so very special. Archie, when when you look back at Peyton's career, clearly Hall of Fame career, but what's his what's his legacy amongst the greats at the quarterback position? Uh, you know, Keyshawn, I, I think I saw something like that last night. Um, um, you know, Peyton, Peyton did some things. So I, I had a, a, a very – I won't put his name. I let him say it first. But a, but a very good pro quarterback him say, himself say one time, Peyton played the position different than anyone else. And um, I think I know what he's talking about, and, and I think it makes, it makes me proud. I, I think what he's talking about there is his ability to uh, handle the cerebral part of the game for coaches and a coordinator and a coaching staff to give him – Maybe 
some responsibility that other quarterbacks might not can can handle during the course of a whole game and um his um uh you know the things he did at the line of scrimmage uh, some of the things they did as as an offense that, that um, yeah, yes, other people did it, but maybe people didn't do it as well. So I think that was part of his legacy. But, uh, again, I, getting back to a, a father last night, uh, you know, after these things are over, everybody has a party. And I can't tell you <clears throat> how many teammates uh, Peyton had there last night, and not just the Marvin Harrisons and Edron James, and sure they were there, and Reggie and so forth. But offensive linemen that played for the Colts, some of them who didn't play but two years, three years. But uh, same thing with some Denver guys. And Peyton wasn't in Denver but four years, but that wanted to be there and came long distances in there. So I think being a good teammate was one of his was one of his strong suits, and uh, and I'm I'm proud of that. Being his dad, clearly, and and been around Peyton his entire career, starting with his youth. Now, tell me the truth, Archie. When did you know, as a kid, that this day could potentially come for Peyton? Oh, I don't know if I thought about Hall of Fame. You know, it was is you know <laughs> when Peyton started on the high school team when he's a sophomore, and and um, oh, some of my buddies start talking right then. You know, oh gosh, she's going to be a college. I said, yeah, <laughs> shut up. You know, you're not a college guy. You're not a coach. You're, you know. You don't you, you, what do you, you don't know anything. So I didn't want to kind of go there. And, you know, he still got years. But his, his junior year, he 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 grew. So he's about six four. And he's a high school quarterback, and he could he could his his motion was good, and the ball came out good. And so so and uh, that's when it was different than it is now. When they start, you know, recruiting high school players so early, but it really wasn't until his junior year, you know, that the colleges kind of started coming around and, and so forth. So at, at that point, I did think he could play college football. I thought he could play college football. And um, he made a great decision to go to Tennessee. That was the right place for him. Um, played with played with great players and played with great good coaches who brought him along. Uh, Phil Fulman was a great coach for pay, but David Cutcliffe, coordinator, outstanding quarterback coach he did so much for Peyton so maybe about Peyton's junior year there too his sophomore year he played some good solid football and they won but his junior year he turned it up a notch and so I thought at that point at least he's going to get a chance at pro football now you never know how that's going to go and you know better than anyone what what the transition is huge huge transition I don't I don't care if you're playing at Tennessee or Southern Cal or Ohio State, Alabama, whatever. Still, it's a jump. It's a faster, faster game. And and uh, he got thrown to the wolves. He got picked mm-hmm. high. He got thrown to the wolves. But it was tough. And as I mentioned in my little, my little deal last night, he, I would talk to him on Monday mornings, and he'd say, Dad, nobody is open. Nobody <laughs> is open. And, Keith, you, Keith, you know what we're talking about. They're open. But in that league, you're just open for a split second there. You got to fit it. You got to fit it. And it, he he had to adjust to that. And it was it was really in in, in his second year uh, when it, when he was able to do that. Now I know you've got to run here, but I, I'd be remiss if I don't ask you 
a dad is proud when he gets one son in the Hall of Fame. You have potential for two. When do we expect to see Eli get his gold jacket? Uh, you know, I'm not a voter. I'm a daddy. I'm, I'm going to vote for him. That's all. I, I give him my support. Uh, we, we're, proud, we're proud of Eli. And, uh, he, uh, he, he's a different kind of guy and played in a different situation. Keyshawn knows what that's about, playing playing in New York and dealing with that media, which, which Eli handled it. I think he had the disposition to deal with that. They, um, they, they had some good teams, did some good things. They, I think it was unfortunate for Eli. In, at the end of his career, their team wasn't as good. They had a hard time running the ball his last five years, which really – you know, it affects protection and affects a lot of things in your offense, but that's football. That's the way it is. So he's, he's very, very glad that uh, – I think he's glad he, he stopped when he did, and he's very proud to have played all 16 of his years for the New York Giants. He loves the Giants. Yeah, I do think we will see him there sometime soon. Archie, thanks so much for a few minutes here. Congratulations again on your son's induction. Congrats, Archie. Always okay, a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Great mm-hmm. being with you. All right, all the best. Archie Manning, again, father of Peyton Manning, to see your son inducted into the Football Hall of Fame like that, to be able to present him as well. And then the thought of Eli, I mean, how do you feel? Because I know that's a big debate. Eli Manning, to me, should be a Hall well, of Famer. Well, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I don't. Know, he's not in the first ballot class as his brother. Like, a just boom. You don't think it's like a, it's like a no-brainer? It's more of like I don't maybe think, a second I, time I around? don't think it should be. It may be, but I don't think it should be. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he got two Super Bowl rings. He was a very important part of those Super Bowls. He also can't – he can't do anything about the struggles in the running game like Mm -hmm. Archie was talking about the last five years or so, the protections, different coaches coming and going. He had, obviously, a long tenure there with Coach Coughlin. But just to put him in as a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know that that he, he gets that. He's a Hall of Famer. But is he a four-year retired, go-in-immediately Hall of Famer? Because yeah. some people would argue that. Depends on who's obviously in that group. But I just look and it at, depends on who's obviously in I the look group. at him, and but I think the one thing people don't talk about with, with Eli Manning is the toughness that he displayed on the football field. But he played you extremely well. It, he played extremely he, well in the postseason. Yeah. yeah. And much like his dad said, Archie just said, playing in New York is just a different – Mm-hmm. You got to you got to deal with the the so much of not even necessarily the positive stuff because it's like almost nothing is positive. So much negativity <laughs> that you. come from the New York sports marketplace when things aren't going the way that you people as fans <laughs> expect it to be. You go with the you people. I love it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Also brought to you by Indeed. Is hiring becoming your second job? Quit the hassle you get on Indeed. You'll find great candidates fast with instant match. Just sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. You know how big Peyton Manning is? I'm talking about size-wise. Peyton? Isn't that 6'5"? Man, he's he got to be 6'6". Six, six. He's got me a dude. I just remember we were together at a direct TV uh, event a couple Super Bowls ago. And then we were in our little box or yeah. whatever, and I'm standing next to him. And I've obviously known played yeah. with him in Pro Bowls and stuff, but I'm just standing there looking at him. I'm like, this dude is huge. Yeah. Big cranium. Big, big cranium, Could too. have been a jet. Big cranium. Big old head. Yeah. I wanted to ask Archie if, like, if this time around can, you know, would we uh, – are we planning for Manning if things don't work out? With Arch Zach, Manning, his grandson? Zach Wilson. Would he, uh, slow would he let down, this man. one come to the Jets, baby? Coming up. More than we've missed each other, we've missed you. And that's why the we fans. have Paul the Roulette.
Well, it's your no. chance to weigh in with us next. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776 to get your calls in while I tell Along you Along with the negative stuff. DoorDash. Oh, yes. Complaint department as well. So DoorDash here with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief. Delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app. And stay cool out there. Terms and, terms and conditions Jeez. apply. Almost made oh, it. Man. Almost made it. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776-888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Color Roulette, how we've missed you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I want to start off negative, though. Yeah. Before you go to Carla Roulette. Well, no, this has become a thing, a little theme with us, uh, at KeyJNZ on Twitter, because that's where the complaint department is located. So we found a couple (laughs) of your complaints today that, uh, I guess we'll take a look at a few of these Hello, complaint department, may I help you, please? So this is from Jay, and Jay said... At Keyshawn, quote, when I get to Stephen A. status, end quote, then he has a laughing emoji, and he says, dude, you got to work for that to happen. Hashtag missing y'all's replacements. I don't understand what that means, though. I got to work. It, it, well, you want Stephen A. status means you, you can't take vacation, apparently. Oh. And uh, well, Jay seems to a- like our replacements better. I didn't know that we had replacements. Well, your replacements. I'm not on the show. <laughs> I'm a replacement. Well, uh, what, So maybe for, that means for, he likes me. First of all... Jay, if you're still listening, and if you're not, I'm sure somebody will tweet you or tell you exactly what I'm about to say. I don't take At off, Jay first Bird of all. Jay. I, I really don't take off, and this was really the summer, so I have earned my vacation time to spend with my family. So I just want you to know that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, whatever you do for a living, and wherever you work at, taking it so you serious. get some vacation Stop time. Taking. Fro uh, said, it's the return of Kiva. 
Oh, it's the return of Kiva. Okay. Well, I, love that. I guess, I guess, I guess because <laughs> I am who I am, Aaron Rodgers is not a diva. No. Neither is Peyton we, Manning. No, no, neither confirmed. was Tom Brady. It is confirmed that Aaron Rodgers. But all is a receivers diva. are divas, and I'm the leader of them. There's another. There was another one I saw. Oh, oh here, Chris. This is Raider Mantle Six, big Raiders fan. This show is much better, all caps, without Keyshawn. Of course. What I a beat blowhard. the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Bring back Bart Scott. I beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Of course he would say that. That's a good point. I mean, but we kind of got Bart Scott today. Key showed up at the same time Bart usually does. Oh. And, and not, not only that, Chris. Don't take shots. You're still guy. listening or watching whichever one. It don't matter. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I know there's some that took shots at me. I mean, there's got to be one or two, right? Or are they just like, who's this guy? Still, after five for months. The record, for the record, that wasn't a shot at Bart for me because my text to Key was, Bart shows up at 545, so I'm used to this. <laughs> but Bart's more talented and can afford to do that. You can't. Me to Keyshawn this morning. I see even more. Like, this is hate. This is internal hate now. And then, I, as I told Evan. It completely unnecessary. As I told Evan, he can complain to the people who brought me here and let them know and see how far that goes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I. I know there were some that hated on me, and you're not you're not posting them. I feel like this is too much of an attack. Here you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there was one. Please RS. speak up. Yeah, tell Alan to please speak up or talk into the mic. Talk like you got a pair or just move out of the way for Shea Pepler to come back. Wow. Am I not talking into the mic? I Who mean, knows? Like, everybody, what, wants, everybody wants to produce the show. Well, we love Shea, but, you know. It is what it is. The mic's in front of me right now. Let's go to roulette. Yeah, let's all right. Let's get to calls. This is more fun. <laughs> he loves and hates that at the same time. I think it's great. Line three. Yeah, hi, it's Robert uh, from Virginia. Hey, Robert. And I happened to watch an interview with Jameis Winston, and I'm telling you what, this kid is really matured, and his answers were so thoughtful. And apparently gets along great with Taysom Hill. But I, I, after watching this interview, I think this kid's going to make a big jump this year, and I look for him to have a big season. The only thing I'll say is he's 27, so kid doesn't really fit anymore, and he's no. he's maturing. Yeah, he is, is what maturing. He said. He's and that's CEO. okay. He, he he. It takes sometimes. It takes you to get slapped around a little bit to wake up. Right, roll let's, it. Let's roll it. Line four. Hey, uh, I'm just calling. Um, I'm a real diehard Carolina Panthers fan, but um, what do you think? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs this season? Carolina Panthers. No, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll just be a better football I team. I heard their secondary looks great so far. But I don't think, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Which, well, no, I mean, there's a reason why their secondary looks so good. Well, because Sam's camp. over there throwing the ball to the other team. <laughs> I mean, throwing the ball to the other color, which is probably the dark jerseys. Spin it. Line six. This is Jordan from Denver. Hey, Jordan. Hi, and I just want to say, you know, the Broncos, we went from possibly having Deshaun Watson to possibly having Aaron Rodgers to not drafting Justin Fields Mm -hmm. to having Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. What can I expect as a Broncos fan in sadness? Uh, see, I'm with you. Yeah, except well, sadness. Have a, I'd be so mad if I was a But if they take a philosophy fan. that they just need to play strong defense and, and not turn the ball over offensively, then you got a shot. You got a shot. Yeah. Uh, 
But I go. I Come would on, go man. And try you had every G. opportunity to get a quarterback in this draft. Yeah, but I go get Jimmy G. Let's see what the 49ers are willing That's to gonna do. It's going to cost you a first round pick. Man, I'm going to get fired if I don't. Well, yeah, one way or another. You punted on a draft that had all these quarterbacks in it with the opportunity to get one, and you didn't. And Drew Locke's your guy. Uh, by the way, I'm going Jake back said, on vacation. Thought Keyshawn was good to put on lead in the morning. Should be launched to the sun. He also said Han and Jay stink as well. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.